Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey, gents, welcome back to Apex Masculinity. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. Guys, today I want to retouch on the trigger of shame. In my humble opinion, this emotion is by far the deadliest trigger for all people, but especially for men. Much like an assassin that places a pillow over our faces as we lay sleeping, shame has the potential to exponentially suffocate all of the courage and self-confidence that one needs to stay ambitious and focused on the task of reforming themselves and evolving into the better man. Let's get real for a moment, shall we? Let's talk about that past. Forever with us is the memory of the wickedness that our hands have committed. Forever with us is our memories of the most despicable and deplorable actions and choices that we've made over the course of our lifetime. Much like the neighborhood bully, these recollections and memories of deplorable deeds can taunt us with accusatory reminders that seek to only persuade us that we are nothing more than deadbeat, reprobate losers that have no right to ever see ourselves as respectable, responsible men. We remember the people that we physically hurt and the sheer terror that was caused, leaving them psychologically traumatized for the rest of their lives. We remember the women that we've objectified sexually, taking advantage of their insecurities and using them for no other purpose than what some would consider a semen receptacle. We remember the innocent people that we abandoned like dirty rags in the trash because our addictions and self-centered lifestyle was more important at the time. We remember the moments of inflamed sexual passion where we committed acts of immorality, unloyalty, or perversion just to bring ourselves to a pleasurable climax. These acts of selfish deplorability and wickedness flash like neon lights across the front of our minds continually. We manipulated the weak. We had no regard for the emotional trauma and psychological scarring that would forever haunt the people that we left with wounds so deep that they may never recover. We chose, time and again, the gratification of the flesh over purity, morality, and integrity. We have undeniably made many choices in life that have violated our core beliefs as men. And now we find ourselves stuck in this awkward place where who we want to be isn't who we've been. As men, we understand at a base level that a man is defined by his actions, not his words. A man isn't apex because he wants to be or because he says he is but because he behaves like one. As we ponder the actions of our past, 
we often see a scale tipped so heavily to the toxic that we can't find the belief within ourselves to see ourselves as quality, stand-up men worthy of the definition of being apex. We only see the failures. Therefore, we choose to submit to the idea that we're substandard. We choose to submit to the idea that we've faltered one too many times to justly qualify for the chance of being considered a decent man. We forget so easily that there are honest reasons that brought us to this place. I don't seek to minimize the wrong that I've done in my life. I'm not looking for a pass on my mistakes. However, I think it serves me well that it would serve us well to understand that many of us are a product of our rays or lack thereof. Many of us missed whether it was our fault, someone else's fault, or an unfortunate mix of both the lessons and the affirming encouragement that's needed to learn how to make better choices and deny the negative ones. I own my mistakes entirely. Yet a kid can't tie his shoes unless you train him how to do so. Not by screaming at him when he doesn't do it right, but by bending down close with affirming, encouraging words and showing him. If you missed some training on morality or self-control or compassion growing up, it's going to reveal itself in your actions as you mature as a man. Why are you going to hate yourself and permanently label yourself as a lost cause because of all your mistakes in life when you were cheated the privilege of being taught how to make better choices from a source that should have prioritized the training? It's like kicking a dog for chasing a cat. Unless there is rigorous, loving, patient, consistent training for us in our youth and adolescence, we will always behave and make choices from our natural default mentality, which will always be carnal, selfish, fleshly. Believe it or not, I still struggle with this myself tremendously. The idea that what I've done is so bad that I'll never recover. Have you ever heard that voice? The one that says there's no coming back from this? The voice that says you will always be known as fill in whatever negative descriptive term applies? Why is there a part of me whose only purpose in life is to convince me that my reputation is forever shot with no hope of ever being repaired. Much like those old school cameras from the 1800s that used gunpowder to burn images into paper to create a photo, every misdeed of my life is forever burned into the fabric of my memory, haunting me, seeking to define me as a man. As it relates to the conscience of man, we would do well to remember that if our thoughts trouble us from time to time about our past decisions, it means our conscience isn't seared. That's a good thing. It means that we're sensitive to right and wrong. The men that have let go of all conscience are the men that no longer care for what's right and wrong. These are the men that have completely abandoned their moral compass and have now reverted back to the primeval course of humanity. 
These men function from a mindset purely devoted to self-exaltation and self-gratification at any cost. They are without concern for the well-being of anyone or anything around them. That isn't us. That isn't you. The conscience is designed to convict the heart of man concerning his actions. This is a universal law. The goal in this is to create emotional discomfort so that the next time we are faced with an opportunity to make the same toxic choice, there should be the remembrance of that emotional discomfort. Remember, the brain at base level is constantly trying to pursue pleasure and avoid pain. Hopefully, the emotional pain that we feel after making bad choices outweighs the pleasure that we feel as we make them. That's why it's essential that we learn the art of practicing consequences. This involves using our self-awareness muscles and playing out in our minds all the negative effects of the choices that we make before we make them, allowing ourselves to feel the pain of our convicted conscience before we make the bad decision can help us can help steer our choices on the front side before those choices are made where the conviction of guilt turns ugly though and begins to hinder men from succeeding in life is when that conviction turns into condemnation both words are legal terms that almost bear the same meaning Yet there's one striking difference. Conviction means a formal declaration of guilt. Condemnation means as a result of that guilt, there is now a permanent disapproval of the guilty. We want the conviction. I need my conscience to prick me when I'm making bad choices. I need the emotional discomfort that a pricked conscience brings in order to help steer my future choices. What I do not need, and what no one else is demanding of me, is that I be condemned. God doesn't condemn people. People condemn themselves. That's a resounding truth found all throughout the scriptures. The condemnation that we feel oftentimes is a result of growing up in a home where our parents were so demeaning with their words that after every misdeed done, we were pronounced guilty and left to feel the permanent disapproval from the powers that be, the powers that, at the time, were the only ones that mattered. As we age into men and get out from under the care of our parents, you would think that the voice of condemnation and permanent disapproval would go away. Not so, my friend, and here's why. Remember our past discussions on the neural pathways of the brain, how they're developed over decades to accept certain things to be true, even though they are not? After having spent several decades being conditioned to believe that condemnation is the proper response for dealing with your infractions in life, you now carry that condemnation with you out of your youth and adolescence and into your adult life. You now impulsively, almost mechanically, place upon yourself the same level of permanent disapproval that your parents did when you were a child. This is also why many of you instinctively yet incorrectly assume that your creator has also placed upon your life a divine, irrevocable sentence of permanent disapproval. 
Listen, for the God-fearing people listening to this podcast, it's time to make a choice. He is either love or condemnation. He is either compassionately fanning the flaming candle of your life, or he is pinching the wick to vindictively extinguish you. He cannot do both. He cannot be both. It would violate his very nature. You just need to come to terms with this truth. You are loved beyond measure. You've been given a green light to come back from all this pain and toxicity. You've been given a green light to come back from every bad choice and go on to achieve immense levels of personal peace and success in life. Be careful. How you see yourself is how you assume others will see you. Maybe you should start seeing yourself as he does. Don't believe me? Find a man that grew up in a home where his misdeeds were met with loving discipline, followed by clear and well-felt restoration and acceptance, and you will have the perfect example of a man that can be convicted of his mistakes, yet get up without feeling condemned for those mistakes, and go on with his life almost as if nothing ever happened. He's made amends where he could, but even if he never gets an opportunity to make things right, he's made amends with himself, and he will never be bothered again by what he's done. He values himself enough to continue the journey of growing and learning how to be the better man. He understands that there is a quiet power all around him, cheering him on to get up and go forth towards his destiny. However, the man that was left to feel that he's worthless and that he'll always be this way, is the man who will always be condemned within himself. He will always revert back to the same toxic choices in a fruitless attempt to medicate the emotional agony of condemnation. He has no reason to try. Only winners try. Only winners get second chances. He's not a winner. Somebody reassured him of that often enough over a long enough period of time to make it an unarguable, non-negotiable fact. I can almost hear the clunking sound of jaws dropping to the floor in shock as the light comes on for many men. I can see the hamster wheel turning in their heads as men come to a better understanding of why they walk under a constant cloud of condemnation and defeat. I can also see them getting self-analytical as they begin to analyze their own parenting skills. When your kids make mistakes, deal with it however you wish. They're your kids, but you'd better restore them afterwards or they will slowly begin to build a billion neural pathways that cement in their heads the idea that condemnation is the proper emotional feeling that they should experience after every bad decision that they make. Even after you're dead and gone, your crippling voice of condemnation will forever live on inside their heads, making sure that they stay pushed down to the floor with every bad choice that they make in life. I don't know about you, but shame and condemnation, at least for me, usually end up dealing, being dealt with by a stiff drink or a sharp syringe full of forget-me sludge. You decide. Guys, I love you. And I want you to sleep well at night. Until next time, thank you.
Hey guys, I just wanted to take a couple more seconds and talk about shame in the sense that we need to be careful of the expectations that we set for ourselves as men. I'm not saying that we have no expectations, uh, that we don't expect of ourselves better things, uh, more righteous things, a more righteous way of living. But what I'm getting at is the expectations that you set for yourself, the things that you define as your core beliefs and core values and core way of living as a man, those are the things that the worst part of you is going to assault in an attempt to bring you back to the substandard toxic man that it wants you to be. The lines that you and I draw in the sand concerning who we want to become as men are the lines that your toxic substandard man is going to attempt to cross. And on the occasion when that man wins, because this is a battle, as I've said before, one of you will die here. This is the battle of every man that is apex man would win but on the occasion that your substandard man encroaches that line and crosses those lines that you set for yourself the immediate feeling is going to be the emotional discomfort known as shame or regret or remorse and this is okay. As we discussed in the podcast, this is the emotional discomfort of the conscience working in your favor, letting you know that you have just now made a choice that violates your core values as a man. Whether you make a line in the sand for something simple and say, I'm not going to eat junk food anymore, or I'm going to start, uh, you know, dieting and exercising and taking better care of my, uh, better care of my health and physique as a man. When you put that line in the sand, that toxic man is coming for the line because he doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to win. If you make lines in the sand that say, I'm never going to speak to or treat my wife like that again, that's the line that you've just drawn in the sand. And that's the line that that toxic man is going to attempt to encroach upon. If you make lines in the sand that say, I'm never going to relapse again. I'm never going to get high again. I'm never going to use drugs again. I'm never going to get drunk again. I'm never going to look at pornography again. I'm never going to step out of my marriage again. I'm never going to fill in the blank, act a certain way at work, or not take a risk that I knew I should have made that would have helped me and my family be positioned better in life. Whatever lines in the sand you make, the toxic man is going to come. And he's going he's gonna to meet you at the battlefield lines. What I, what I don't want you to do is place so much upon yourself that you're constantly failing or faltering in multiple areas to the point where you get overwhelmed and say, why bother? Like, I can't do this. I can't become this man. You need to have clear 
and precise battle plans in your mind. Because for many of us, especially in the beginning of our journey to becoming the apex man, it seems as though every area of our life is in disarray. And you can't fight five enemies at once, right? I'm not saying you just focus on one thing and let the rest of them go. What I'm saying is find some balance and pick your battles. Because there are going to be days where the worst of you gets the better of you. And the shame will be there. And you're going to have to deal with that and process that failure in a way that simply allows the emotional discomfort of that choice to help steer you away from ever making that choice again. And that's the purpose of, I'm calling it shame, but it's remorse. It's positive shame. Remorse is positive shame. Shame and condemnation. Condemnation is negative shame. And we need to be able to know the difference. We need to be able to discern as men when we're dealing with regret and remorse, which is a good thing, as I said before, reminding us that our conscience is not seared. We are still able to discern right from wrong. We haven't let go of our morality and our integrity completely. And the difference between that and condemnation, which is that voice that wants you to believe that there is no hope of ever getting out of this or getting past this and going on to be a successful man. I just wanted to make those distinctions and I want to continue you continue to encourage you on your journey of dealing with yourself and picking areas of your life where you need to grow and mature in and focusing on those things and getting to that place where you want to be in life. And I want to remind you it's not about the arrival. It's about the journey. You are an apex man because you are on the journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Enjoy the journey as much as you'll love the arrival at the destination that you're headed towards. Thank you.